Miller, and Condon. Ken Miller. Oh, mama! Trent Condon. This is Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Miller and Condon on a Tuesday. Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 106.3 KXNO, Trent Condon and Ken Miller for the next couple of hours to talk sports with you. And we appreciate you uh, giving us some of your time here this morning. The BMW of Des Moines guest list shapes up like this. Uh, at the bottom of the hour for the first of his now what will be weekly visits, our bracketologist Shelby Mast, who does radio across the country, just not with us, uh, but he has the site bracketwag.com, bracketwag.com. Shelby, for the longest time, was Gannett's bracketologist. Uh, he is, uh, like I say, still updates his bracket each and every day, and will pick his uh, brain on uh, for the first time coming up here at the bottom of the hour. Hour number two, Kevin Lehman will join us. We'll talk a little Big Four basketball with Kevin Lehman. Uh, he'll join us at 12.05. Washer Systems of Iowa sponsors that segment with Kevin. And then at the uh, bottom of hour number two, 12.30 or thereabouts, Vinny Iyer from the Sporting News. Do a little NFL segment. Numbers out on the Sunday night nightcap uh, of the divisional round. Just uh, eye-opening, right? Stunning numbers. Over 50 million people tuned in to watch the Bills and the Chiefs. That's an unheard-of number, with the exception of Super Bowls. Uh, but uh, King Football wins the night again. Lots to get to. Baseball Hall of Fame announcement coming up today uh, perhaps Joe Maurer will hear his name called certainly trending in that direction but we have to start with the story that broke yesterday uh, and I have uh, completely changed my opinion on this gambling story because I, I don't know how you can look at it any other way I was always of the opinion well what are the damages <laughs> you know okay so you're gonna see you're not guaranteed a college football career what are the damages there's damages here and for this, Brian Sanger, the DCIA, Trent, there's just so many questions that we don't know. And now it, this story has taken a turn that I didn't foresee coming. Um, the fact that you can open up an investigation without a warrant. Mm-hmm. And then when you're asked about it, you don't recall why you decided to do what you did. Um I just, he stated he couldn't remember about the um, concerns or potential max fi- fi- uh, fixing. Good for this attorney, this plum, who's representing both Awazarike uh, and Isaiah Lee in this case. Um, there, there, it's, it's so much deeper than I even assumed it could possibly be. When this started, the reason that made the most sense, you find out one way or the other, that there is potentially student-athletes that are gambling. Mm -hmm. And because of match fixing... But how did they find out now? Right. And we, both of us, jumped over that point. Mm -hmm. We we went past that. And there were things that we heard and we passed along, certainly at the time. I I couldn't get past the bottom line. Did the athletes bet on sports? Right. They did. Right. And that, that was good enough for me. Case closed. Boom. Next case. And the last time we had this conversation, I brought this up to you. You enjoy a little sticky. Yeah. And if agents came to your house without a warrant, right? be a problem. Well, it wouldn't be for me because my wife has a license and it's not me, it's her. (laughs) You know what I'm saying. I do. Yes. If something like that would happen, that would be a problem. 
you would be upset. You mm-hmm. would get a lawyer. Mm-hmm. They got a lawyer. They should. And they got a right lawyer. Because, By the sounds of things. Yeah, this plum, Esquire, he got it done. Mm-hmm. He he got to it. And it was the one part of this that always was difficult to kind of get past the why. Why was this investigation opened up? Was it targeting? Was it this agent that was targeting student-athletes? Did he have a bone to pick? Did he have a vendetta? He's a former wrestling coach at the University of Dubuque. We know wrestling was a heavy part of this. Was it a tip? He couldn't recall. No. That's a problem. Why did you uh, conduct a warrantless search? He stated he just couldn't remember. He couldn't remember. You're about to take on the University of Iowa Athletic Department, which would uh, dovetail into the Iowa State Athletic Department, and in particular, football. And it doesn't get any bigger in our state than football. Mm-hmm. And you're about to disrupt football. And you do this on your own without a warrant? I want to believe in my heart of hearts that if this guy was as rogue as people believe he is, somebody in the DCI, one of his colleagues would have known that this guy's going off the rails and would have said something to a higher up. Right? Yes. And then how high did it go? And where is the buck eventually going to stop? I will say this, and maybe it's just my tinfoil hat is on way too tight. I wanted to find the audio of Kim Reynolds when she was asked about the DCI investigation. And KGAN, I found it there. Mitch Fick, do you know Mitch Fick? I don't know. He's the sports guy that was part of it. Here's her response when she was asked about uh, her support uh, behind this investigation. Checking with me, but I support wholeheartedly. Can you start it again? Um, the, uh, the department. I can't. Well, no, because. And the decisions that were made. Have to... Give me a second here. Okay. I, I got to recue the whole thing. Okay, sorry about that. Because I want to hear the first words. Do better education. May- Give it a minute. All right. So, so when she's asked the question. Because I got to pause it right at the exact same time, and if I don't pause gotcha. it, I can't go back a no, second. That, so. That's fine. To do what you got to do to get this right. Um, when she's asked the question, she says something. Well, you hear it out of their own mouth. Well, they don't check in with me with everything. I found that odd. Why would you start there? Was this was this investigation at this point had it reached her desk and it sounded like it was about to hit the fan, and this was a fortunate. Uh, this was a fortunate timing statement on her part. One more time. Don't check in with me, but I support wholeheartedly um, the uh, the department and the decisions that were made. You have to do better education. Make sure that these kids understand the consequences of doing this. This is preventable. Mm-hmm. Iowa had. Um, I don't. Okay, the education part aside, <laughs> she wholeheartedly supported it. What was she told? What was she told? Did they make it clear that this was done in an illegal? Because isn't this against your constitution? <laughs> I mean, I, I haven't read it, um, but th- this seems to me that this is not uh, something that you should be able to do on a daily basis. So you're telling me that law enforcement, on their own, without a warrant, can throw a geofence over anybody's property that they want and gather information? And what led them to believe that, check here, 
Why aren't we finding these things out? And why has Brian Sanger really not been identified? Maybe he has. I haven't seen his name. Mm -hmm. This seemingly took on a whole new tenure yesterday, and one that is quite honestly, in a lot of ways, frightening that they can do this. Frightening. Yes, absolutely. And these student-athletes, Trent, I now believe that they absolutely have damages Mm -hmm. because this was done illegally to them. From Noah Shannon. Yes. Not being able to finish up and getting more tape out there in his senior season. Mm -hmm. What team's going to take a chance on Noah Shannon? Reagent, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Those kind of things. Isaiah Lee, you're never getting a job. You bet against your own team. Yeah. You're going to get paid. Mm -hmm. You are. You're going, and you deserve to. But you know what? You're a bad teammate, Isaiah Lee. You never bet against your own guys. Never. And he did. It's 20 bucks, but still. I don't care. You just can't do that. Right. You just can't do that. For the people that had their eligibility expire because mm-hmm. of those things, those are the ones you feel for. Nelson Brands, his dad's an assistant coach. Mm-hmm. His uncle's the head coach. Yep. He doesn't get to go through his final season no, no. on the mat yep. for something that was targeted. Fair to say? Yes, now it is. Absolutely. I wouldn't have bought this until yesterday, mm-hmm. Trent. Absolutely, mm-hmm. people were targeted. Mm-hmm. And you're right. They can just de-offense whoever they want. No, no, you can't. Th- that's not the way this works. And what about all the other students that were caught up in this that weren't? Because I'm guessing if you're geofencing a building, there's more people in that building that have nothing to do. They're not student athletes. Right, yeah. And, well, and the their dorm, rights were violated? In a uh, dorm. Guess what? Not everybody in the dorm uh-huh. is a freshman and sophomore. Right. There are older people there. There are people of age. There are people that run the dorm, whatever they are, the, the people that are older. There are plenty of people inside the dorm that legally, yes, can bet. Mm-hmm. You can't just geofence that. No. Absolutely not. Who but- else knew? How, how deep does this go? Sanger's not doing this on his own. I will never buy that he was on his own. Now, he won't remember he did it with. Mm-hmm. Come on, Brian Sanger. You know what? Law enforcement right now, and I'm pro-law enforcement. I want to make that very clear. Mm-hmm. Very, very clear. I was raised by one. Um, it's maybe has the least amount of support I've seen in a long, long time. And then you have this. And then kind of thinking, you can see why people have this opinion mm-hmm. a lot of times. This is, a ter- this is a terrible black mark on law enforcement in this state, on the DCI. And as the head of the... If you're involving Iowa and Iowa State football... Somebody way up the ladder knows what's going on here and has to have. I want to believe that they would have checked the boxes, made sure every T was crossed and I was dotted before they decided to go this far. And apparently they didn't. I take it as a rogue agent. One. Yes. You think he could have done this on his own? And no one would have known in the department. And if Trent Avila... No, no, not known. Not known. This was going to be his baby. This was going to earn him that promotion. This was going to move him up the ranks. That's what it smells but like But wouldn't a DCI agent in the lunchroom that happens to overhear this conversation or wherever, wouldn't that get his rate or her radar up? That I don't we, know. That we have a guy that's doing something illegal without a search warrant, and all of us, I'm just going to look the other way because he's one of I's... Uh, no. Yeah, right. And if it, if it played out in that fashion, then we got deeper issues that absolutely are and, there. And again, I keep coming back to what we're talking about. Iowa and Iowa State football. Somebody had to have known. Mm-hmm. This isn't some mom and pop business. I don't know how it works, but I would anticipate, hey, I'm working on a tip. 
I'm working on something. And then the wheels start in motion. Yeah. And a very well singer comes out and says, I had a tip and this is what I'm doing. And you figure a DCI agent, maybe you shouldn't, assumptions, we know what they get in trouble for, right? Yeah. Make an ass out of you and me. Yeah. But assuming, well, if he's got this tip, he's gone the correct channels in order to do that. Yes. This is somebody we hired. This is somebody we did. Right. It's, I guess, on the higher ups for not knowing that part mm-hmm. of it. Working on a tip. I believe there's sports wagering with student athletes. Yeah. I'm going with this. Okay. And a couple of them may or may not be betting on their on right. or against their own team. That's a big deal. That's a huge deal. So the agents above him should have said, do you have a warrant? Right. Where'd this tip come from? Right. Those are the questions that remain. Uh-huh. This is going to go deep. It's going to. Yes. This There's is going go. to be yes. a ton of lawsuits come out of this. And I want to believe that we will get to the bottom of this. And now I believe we have to get to the bottom of this. I thought we'd reach the bottom of this when it became, you know, if you can't get past question one, why go to question two? Did the student athletes bet? Yes. That's enough for me. No longer is. You people that believe that these guys were going to get paid, you're right. Take your victory lap. And I don't know if you knew this, um, but you're 1,000% right. This is There are now uh, damages done to these student-athletes. And how deep does it go? I mean, how many other people are involved with this? Chris Williams, uh, last night on his Twitter account, and I did not know this part. Chris Williams um, made it... Didn't make it sound. He basically said that there are other people that lost their job because of this investigation. Others lost their job. Yes, staffers. I don't know if they're staffers. Yes, are they compliance? Mm-hmm. Who knows what kind of uh, what kind of career that they were setting off to? Um, this is a terrible look. Terrible look by the DCI. Terrible, honestly. Uh, Keith did a great job of kind of summarizing everything on Twitter yesterday mm-hmm. and kind of breaking everything down. Um, you just go through all the holes that are in this now, and it takes it a completely different direction That's than we true. thought it was. Yes. I admit I was dead wrong. You folks are right. I, I'll own this one. Uh, here's the other part. Here's, an, here's another tentacle of this story. Brian Sanger, the um, agent, the DCI agent, is actually... Slated to speak at a convention mm. of um, at some law enforcement gambling convention. Here's what here's what Brian uh, his bio says: Special Agent Sanger, with over 16 years' experience, provides criminal and regulatory enforcement of casino, paramutual sports wagering, and fantasy sports contests, as authorized by the Iowa Code for the Iowa Racing and Gaming Commission. Sanger will present a case study on sports betting fraud. <laughs> no, you won't. I would be shocked if you go forward as a speaker, um, if your lawyer, and I would assume by this point you have a lawyer, uh, is uh, already at the point where he's uh, going to tell you that you are not speaking at the Midwest Gaming Investigators and Regulators Conference that was scheduled uh, for later on uh, this summer. Just, Just a turn I didn't see coming. I did not see this coming. And Iwazarike, the other thing about this, uh, any Iwazarike, uh, who was um, suspended by the National Football League mm-hmm. for betting on sports? Who tipped off the NFL that he was betting on sports? Did this investigation 
Uh, they had his information. They had his. They had access to his. Was he a FanDuel or a DraftKings? FanDuel, I believe. Did they have access to his FanDuel account and put two and two together and realize, you know what? When you're making this bet, you're you're a Denver Bronco, and they alerted the NFL. The NFL doesn't care. The NFL doesn't care about this. The NFL now. Um, I mean, they're not going to rescind the suspension of one year and give him one year towards his pension because that this was an illegal investigation. They don't give a damn about that, right. nor should they. You've got a pro athlete that was betting. Well, he's not. Well, he's not supposed to be. Um, but where he will be able to get some of that money back, I would assume, is when these uh, is when these suits go to court. And will they? Will they get that far? Does the state want them to get that far? The, who does the head of the DCI report to? The governor? Or the attorney general? Probably. Again, we're over the tips of our skis on this I, I don't even yeah. know who the attorney general is in the state of Iowa. Um, but I have to assume that the chain of command, DCI agent with that much experience, DC, the head of the DCI. Look, the head of the DCI, if you're involving Iowa and Iowa State football, you have to be in the loop. Somebody has to have told you. Mm-hmm. That this is what's going on. And if he or she, I have no idea who it is, didn't ask the question, if we got our ducks in a row? Right. Is this investigation on the up and up? Mm-hmm. If they just, yeah, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Rubber stamp it. Rubber stamped it. Ugh, then you know what? You got some explaining to do. So heard from multiple people. A lot of people that don't want to go on air uh, that have called in. Uh, a few other messages from different people that have stated the rogue part of this Sounds like there is a reality behind that. Uh, I've told you about a connection I had to somebody that works with DCI, a uh, cousin of mine who sadly passed uh, of a heart attack back in the, uh, a few months ago. Oh, but, I remember he went to the funeral. Yeah. And, uh, and, and another one that I know that works for DCI that was part of this and you know said this isn't right. Asked off the investigation. People that are named in this that you see in the list of names that is also there along with Sanger. This is a guy that went rogue. That's truly my belief, that this is a but guy the, that, that went down the route. But and there should have been more checks and I balances. I agree. That's yes. just what you said. Other people that were yes. involved wanted to be a, didn't want to be a part of it? He was maybe the only person. This is new technology. That's one thing we knew. Yeah. The state of Iowa, the DCI, got this new technology, this geofencing, and they could use it. And he was one of the few people that was trained on it. Mm-hmm. Maybe because of that, that's what led to less questions being asked because, well, he knows how to do this system. He's gone through the training. He understands it. We assume he knows also the legality of what he can do with it. We don't want to believe uh, Potentially that, yeah. not, but right. that's where we go. That's how I'm reading it. That's some of the people that have reached out that have said those kind of things. This, more than anything, is a Sanger. Checks and balances absolutely needed to be there, and they weren't followed at the way that they probably But how at have. the end of the October is the governor still comfortable with this investigation? Yeah. With what we know this now. This is October the 26th that's that a bad sound look. bite came from. Yeah. That's they, a bad luck. They don't run everything by my desk. Is that an out? <laughs> Pretty good. It's good politics there, huh? Right? Yeah. And, and, if, and if they don't, this was something that you would think should, but they had to brief her because she knew she was going to get asked this question at some point, you would think. Mm-hmm. I'm not blaming her for anything other than the fact that how did it get this far? Well, no, how the, does your attorney general not know this? And the investigation got to her desk and, yeah, go ahead. Well, is it legal? That's yeah. something that, again, can come back. She's the one that passed it on, and I don't know how it works with the DCI agent, has an investigation, and how high up it mm-hmm. goes. 
things that I just don't understand politics at that kind of level. Mm-hmm. It's not a good look. It's a terrible trend. It's a- and for a lot of different angles. Mm-hmm. From the political angle to it, to the DCI part of it, checks and balances that mm-hmm. do not look like on the surface they were certainly looked at. There's a lot here. And there's a lot of damages coming to these student-athletes, mm-hmm. I think. No. I really do. And I, up until yesterday, could not find a path. What are the damages to these kids was always my pushback. What's the damages? Lay it out for me. How were they damaged? Because they cheated? No, they did not cheat. Because they were told not to bet on sports and they bet on sports? And you think that they should get damaged for knowingly breaking a rule? You're full of you know what. Well, yesterday things changed when I, for the first time, realized... As everybody did, I think that though I don't think this was out there till this plum attorney was the one that uh, deposed Sanger. Sanger's statement that he couldn't remember yeah. why he started it. BS. Right. BS. That's not getting yourself in trouble. Yeah, that's, that's covering tracks. Absolutely. You don't believe that. You know damn well why you started it. Mm-hmm. I don't recall. I don't recall. I don't recall. How many times you've been pissed off leaving court because the person that you had, up, that you were interior, not interior, that was in court um, being cross-examined used that same line, I don't recall, I don't recall. And what did you do? Uh, you shook your head, yeah, sure you don't. Mm-hmm. Well, that's you, Brian Sanger. Oh, that's a terrible look. Where, who else was involved? How far does it go? When will we know these answers? Brad Remsburg, I apologize for the thoughts that I had about you. I thought you were off your rocker. Talking about baby boy Jake. Sorry, Brad. I don't know you, but you were 100% right. (laughs) You were. Mm -hmm. There was more to it. And maybe you knew at the time and you couldn't say anything. And I'm guessing that's... Uh, but that's probably had something to do with it. And that's got to be incredibly frustrating. Oh, sure it is. For the student-athletes, for the parents, for the families that knew so much and couldn't say everything else that was out there. And I remember the first time I heard some of these kind of things. And, all right, well, they still gambled. They still right. knew they couldn't. And I just went back to the most simple way of thinking. That's why I couldn't get past it, Trent. Question one, did you know that you're not allowed to bet on sports? Yes. Did you bet on sports? Yes. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Guilty. Did you know you're not supposed to drink before 21? <laughs> yeah. Right. Did you do it anyway? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Anyways, um, disappointing story. Lots more to come on this story. It's not over. In fact, you know what? I think it's getting restarted. Right. This almost feels like we're at a point where this story is about to take off again and we're going to get some of these answers. I believe there's too many people that want to know these answers. There's too many unanswered questions. We're talking about law enforcement here. The Department of Criminal Investigation went rogue and, and opened up an investigation and did so with you can't do that. This thing's about to take off. Where it ends, how many dollar signs are behind the uh, end game in this, obviously remains to be seen, but you know it's coming. You know it's coming. And now there are clearly, you can see how these athletes were damaged, in my opinion. And I was nowhere near that. Nowhere near that. Uh, a couple of calls before we get to break. We will talk sports um, on Between the Lines, and we'll do so with uh, our bracketologist, Shelby Mass, coming up. He does not have Drake in the tournament. He's got Indiana State as the lone uh, Valley representative. Charlie and then Brian and then a break. Charlie, what's on your mind? Uh, yeah, I have a 
the uh, I'm not positive how the uh, state government works with the attorney general, but if it were if it works the same way that the attorney general and the executive branch and the federal government works, the executive doesn't is is supposed to stay out of anything going on in the in the uh, attorney general's office. So that would be in now, our case again you're talking to a non-voting um non-citizen that would be the governor in this case right so do you mean? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. The government the governor should have no good uh, not be inf- really be informed on that kind of stuff. Yep. Uh, as as so if it runs the same way the the uh federal branch runs. Gotcha. Uh I do know uh, that they did pass, although they did pass some state um, uh, laws back when Tom Miller was uh, the attorney general that limited some of his investigative power without going through the executive branch. I kind of forgot about that. Mm-hmm. I just thought of that. They that was back when when Tom Miller was the attorney general. He was a, re, a Democrat. They're Republican administration, and they wanted to keep him from suing companies without permission from the from the either the legislature or the executive branch. Right. Charlie, we're getting a lot of yeah, that. I, uh, I, unfortunately, in our state government right now, a lot of let's get rid of oversight. Yeah. Not exactly. Charlie, thing. thanks for the call. I got to move on. I appreciate you thanks, listening. Guys. Yep, thanks. thank you. Appreciate it. Brian is up next. Hi, Brian. Hey guys, yeah, uh, yeah. If this all comes out that you know there could be more to it that we don't know, but uh, true, that opens up. I mean, a big can of worms. And what I guess, I guess, my big question on this would be: so you know the the athletes that were not twenty one that were kind of gambling, right? So isn't I guess aren't these I guess the way I understand these sports gambling apps, they're supposed to be monitoring this. Mm-hmm. So it, we still have the issue, right, though, of parents yes. signing their stuff. Absolutely. Or a girlfriend of age. Yep. Uh, and that's why th- that's a buddy, what, whatever it yep. is. Yep. And that's why I think that that's um, you know that's where it originally started. It's kind of a slap in the yeah. wrist thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but right. you know, I don't know. I don't. This is, I mean, do you think well, there's even more conspiracy to this? Like, he's the fall guy for a uh, <laughs> politician or something? Or I don't know if anything's you know. off the table right now. Yeah. Right. And if I he, guess he could get pretty deep in the weeds. But. Yeah, absolutely. Brian, thanks for the call. What we do know is, is that uh, it's nowhere close to being over. I really believe that. Where it's going to go, how many lawsuits, how many dollar signs are going to come with these lawsuits? Are you better all getting together and going forward as one in the class action? Or do you take it on, um, you know, one by one? Ooh. And, and Brian Sanger's going to be deposed. And if indeed Brian is right, if this guy gets on the stand and decides to, you know what, to sing, to out some of his colleagues, look, I still can't get past the fact I don't believe Sanger could have done this on his own. You can't get this far with this type of illegal investigation, doing it on your own. Somebody had to have known, and a DCI agent who was sworn in to uphold the law. Wouldn't you uphold the law? Yeah. And, and wouldn't you go to your boss and say, hey, look, um, you might want to take a look at this. I like Brian, but you know what? Brian's gone off the rails here with this one. A uh, story was passed along that that happened, and the higher-ups were told the person to stand down. 
told the person that was actually... The DCI agent that said... The DCI agent that was coming forward and saying, Brian Sanger's doing... Again, this is just a secondhand story. I don't know the validity to it. There's a lot of folks that are going to have to answer a lot of questions. Absolutely. Uh, again, we're talking about King football in the state of Iowa, Iowa and Iowa State. One uh, quick question as it pertains, there's only a few guys left that this is going to do. It's wrestlers, right? Yep. I, I think of Nelson Brands, Tony Cassiope, mm-hmm. two guys that careers very well mm-hmm. could be over mm-hmm. and would have a spot in the lineup right now for yeah. Iowa wrestling. Yeah. Different, we're talking rape versus sports wagering. Terry Shannon's playing for Illinois. Mm-hmm. He was granted a, an injunction, yep. an injunction yep. that allowed him to play, and Illinois reinstated him. Now, this is NCAA rules, and they're suspended right. by the NCAA. Correct. This is not a legal part Correct. of it. But does the NCAA need to give one more look at this thing? Yeah, but when will that happen, Trent? We'll get to it in May. <laughs> All right. Right? Yeah. Season's over by a month. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. All right, we'll take a time out. We'll come back. We will talk some... Um, it just feels weird doing anything other yeah, than this yeah. story. It's such a big story. It really is. Uh, time for another $1,000 swoosh. Head to KXNO.com right now. You can end this nationwide contest by inserting the keyword cash. Cash at KXNO.com. Your chance to win $1,000. Cash at KXNO.com. Miller and Condon back with Shelby Mass. BracketWag.com. It's Des Moines Sports Station 106. We're saving your bacon. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Let's talk some brackets, shall we? Our first of our weekly visits with Shelby Mass leading up until Selection Sunday. Shelby Mass, BracketWag.com, BracketWag.com. Uh, formerly Gannett's Bracketologist. He's heard literally, I'm looking at the radio stations. He's all over the country uh, talking about his site, BracketWag.com. Shelby, thank you. As always, welcome back to Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Good to talk to you, Shelby. How are you? I'm glad to be back. Good to have you back. Shelby, what year is this for you doing brackets? Uh, this is my 20th. 20 years. Perfect. Um, well, uh, you've seen a lot, and you're going to see a lot before, between now and Selection Sunday. I guess where I want to start with you uh, is the Big Ten. And we, we're, we're, look, we're in Big Ten country, Big Ten, Big 12 country. We just see this conference being at maybe one of its lowest points we've seen in some time, with the exception, obviously, of Purdue. And now that Shannon's back, maybe Illinois. Uh, but uh, the Big Ten, Shelby, is... Um, is this as bad as it's been? I, I bad is an awful strong term. I think uh, you got Purdue, Wisconsin, Illinois that are going to be top four seeds probably, and then you got a bunch of other teams that are going to fight it out for two, three, four more bids. Uh, and I don't know where it's going to go, but the marquee teams are not where they're supposed to be or where they are used to be. You know, Michigan's down this year. Ohio State's okay, but they're not great. So this may be the lowest number of bids they get, but I I hesitate to call it a bad year. It's uh, certainly a different group this year. And here on the local front, of course, we're looking at the Iowa Hawkeyes. 
Uh, not a great season. Don't have a great win on the resume. They sit at 49 right now in the net rankings. 0-6 against Quad 1. I mean, is that the biggest demerit? Even if I will win some games here mm-hmm. down the stretch and you know, gets to even 10-10, and 11-9 in Big Ten play, you got to get quality victories with the new ranking system, with the net, you know, quad one wins. How important is that when you're talking about those teams on the bubble? And that's probably the best case scenario for Iowa. Yeah, I think uh, you got to have one or two big wins because it comes down to us between them and Cincinnati. They're going to look at the quad one win more than anything, I think. Uh, and, you know, Cincinnati is new to the Big 12, and they're having a pretty solid year. Uh, but, you know, Iowa's got to get some wins. And, uh, you know, on the road would be great, but even at home. Shelby, uh, I love to try and identify these teams um, from a sports betting perspective and try to find one that uh, you can get at a decent price right now uh, to cut down the nets to win the whole thing. I'm starting to lean towards Calipari's squad, and I'll tell you why, and it has to do with the big Croatian who finally became eligible. I won't attempt his name. Big Z, we'll call him. He's seven foot two. He's a freshman. He can step, he's like a typical Euro, right? He can step out and shoot that three ball. He does a lot of things, handles the ball well. With Big Z coming, uh, coming into Calipari's lineup, is, are the Kentucky Wildcats a team that you have your eye on as, uh, you know what, this arrow's pointing up? Definitely. They they had my eye before him, but then he shows up and it's like the rest of the country took notice and was like, Oh crap, now we gotta face another talented player with on that on that team which has a bunch of talent already. Uh he's put together quite a squad this year. Uh, I don't feel that they're necessarily getting the love they should get, but I think they're gonna probably end up on the one line. Tremendous team offensively. Let's continue with the Blue Bloods, and I want to go next to North Carolina. Watched them last night. First half did not go very well. Wake Forest had the lead at the half, and then they just turned it on. They're winning games, but not just winning them. They're throttling teams, winning by double digits seemingly every single game, every time out. They lost to Kentucky earlier this year, lost to UConn, lost to Villanova, but they're really playing at a high level. What do you think of Hubert Davis' team? I know you're a dookie. But uh, what do you think of Carolina this year, and how good is this team? I ain't going to say this, but I think they're a good team. They, 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 you know, last year they were number one in the country to start the year and didn't make the tournament. And I kind of think they're playing with a chip on their shoulder because of that, and it's their own fault. But they, you know, gives them motivation. But their team definitely on the on the rise. Keep an eye on them too. This could be the year that. The Final Four is made up of blue blood. Mm. Uh, the Big 12, we think it's uh, college basketball's best conference top to bottom. Uh, the the SEC's getting a lot of love, too. they got some talented teams there. But the Big 12, to us anyways, is just so deep. Uh, you see Kansas going on the road and getting beat by bottom feeders, West Virginia and UCF. Then they come back, beat Cincinnati at home last night. How good is the Big 12, Shelby? And is this college basketball's deepest conference in your mind? Yes, I think it is. You got you had a really good conference before. You had four teams that, you know, maybe Houston was going to be all right, but I don't think anybody expected BYU to be as good as they are. And Cincinnati's not bad. The UCF has had some nice wins. Uh, and put that with the group that was already there, and you got a pretty potent lineup every night. 2011, the Big East got 
11 teams into the tournament. Now, it's a different Big East than it is certainly today, but 11 got in. Is there a chance, even double digits for the Big 12 this year, as they're going to be beating each other up? There's going to be some ugly records, maybe even in a 7-11, and 11, but because of the quality, double-digit bids this year for the Big 12. Is that a realistic possibility? I think it's a possibility. I don't know how realistic, though. Mm. Uh, I've got uh, Cincinnati and Kansas State just on the outside looking in, and everybody else that I have in, they're kind of firmly in. But i got to believe there's going to be one or two fall off, and I, I, don't, I don't see them getting 10 in, but I, they could. Uh, Shelby Mass Bracketwag.com is uh, with Miller and Condon on 106.3 KXNO. Shelby, you've got Indiana State representing the Valley one bid conference at this point. Uh, Drake beat Indiana State earlier this year. I know the analytics are in love with the Sycamores uh, at this point and think that that uh, that you will be proven right. But what are the chances, Shelby, uh, that this is um, um, finally getting around to uh, the Missouri Valley having multiple bids? See, that is two, but still. Um, um, is there a chance, or could this be the year that uh, that the Valley does get uh, two teams in, an at-large and the conference uh, tournament winner? I think it's very possible. Uh, the bubble is, as always, kind of weak. Uh, you've got teams in there that are middling kind of from power conferences, and it's going to be a situation where the committee is going to break down. Do they want a 500 power five, or do they want to take a chance on break? I would hope great. Uh, they've, they've proved to be a good team. I, I think they could get two, but I, they're, both teams are going to have to keep winning. What other mid-majors are catching your eye? And let's take Gonzaga out of the mix, Florida Atlantic after their run to the Final Four a year ago. Dig a little bit deeper down there. Who are some of those teams, mid-major, even low-major, you look at say, this team can make a run. I've liked what I've seen out of this group. I like Green Canyon a lot. Ooh. I like Denise a lot. Both of those uh, NBA talent on their team, uh, head coaches that have been there. You know, uh, Minnie says the guy that was at Wade. Will Wade, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Will Wade, yeah. He was at LSU, and that, they had a really nice uh, last-second win last night as a team that they had lost, I think, 16 in a row to. So they're looking good. Grand Canyon is looking really good. Princeton, you know, they're kind of just there, but man, they're, they're playing really good, and the metrics really like them. Grand Canyon got in the 12 line right now. Trent said uh, take Gonzaga out of the equation. Shelby, might Gonzaga take themselves out of the <laughs> equation? Might this be a year where Mark Few doesn't uh, uh, doesn't hear Gonzaga's name called on Selection Sunday? Would you be Would you be surprised if that's the case, or is it trending that way? I, I think it's kind of looking that way. I've got them in uh, right now, they're not the conference leader, but there's no rule to say I have to take the conference leader. I put the team in as the best net ranking or flashiest, whatever. Uh, but I think that's going to probably be a one-bit conference this year, and it may, may not be Gonzaga. Mentioned earlier when I brought up Carolina, you are a dukey. Uh, it was great to see Blake Hinson, guy that uh, was here for a little while yeah, in Ames, yeah. on the scores table, having a good time. His pick goes into Cameron and gets the win over the weekend. This Duke team, when I've seen him, it's just it's not overly impressive. It's it's not the Duke we're certainly used to. What are your thoughts on the uh, Blue Devils and and do they have a shot to turn this around and become a contender, a Final Four type of contender this season? Because I haven't seen it. 
I think they're soft. Mm. They, they don't have the killer instinct. I don't know if you blend that on Coach Shire or whatever, the kind of players he's recruiting, but they just don't have that killer instinct. And it just it seems like they're soft. And I, I don't know how else to put it and be nice. Uh, I'm going to root for them no matter what, but <laughs> I don't think that uh, they're going to be if they get past the first weekend, I'll be surprised. When it comes to Iowa State, Shelby, you have them as the uh, um, on the seven line, first team at seven, just missing the six. Uh, obviously, trending in that direction, right? Take care of the, the home floor. Had a nice win on the road uh, this past weekend, going out and beating TCU as a uh, as an underdog in that game. When it comes to Iowa State, what are you seeing in the Cyclones? I, I think they're good. They're uh, you know the, the coach has a way of keeping them kind of under the radar, and he's doing it again this year, uh, but they're sneaky good. That's a team I would not want to face uh, in March. Shelby Mass, BracketWag.com is Shelby's site, BracketWag.com. You're updated every single day, BracketWag.com. Shelby, we'll talk to you in a week. Thanks again for doing this, and welcome back to uh, Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Thanks, Shelby. Good to talk to you. Shelby Masses, we take a look at the bracket. We'll take our time out, come back, finish up our number one. Kevin Lehman, more college basketball conversation. In our number two, Vinny Iyer covers the NFL for the national, for the sporting news, rather. He'll join us at 1230. Trends plays of the day, Circus Sports sponsors. It's Miller and Condon, 106.3. bets off. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Hour number two, we will uh, talk to Kevin Lehman, color analyst, uh, college basketball. He'll kick things off, and then we'll talk NFL with Vinny Iyer. Uh, In about four hours, we will find out the newest inductees to baseball's Hall of Fame, and there's one local, the one that, uh, look, I never thought that Joe Maurer was a first ballot Hall of Famer. Mm -hmm. Never did. Um I mean, when you look at some of the guys that didn't get in on the first ballot, Joe DiMaggio, right? I'm not thinking about where have you gone, Joe Maurer. <laughs> They're thinking about where have you gone, Joe DiMaggio. Mm-hmm. Uh, but song aside, when you look closely at Maurer's numbers, yeah, you know what? Uh, maybe he warrants getting in on the first ballot, and it looks as though he just may. It's going to be really, really close. He will get in, but he might get in on the very first go-round. And I was exactly with you. Hall of Famer, no doubt. Yes. Uh, the guy was the best catcher of a generation. Yep. He was a gold glove defender. Mm-hmm. And a pretty good stick to go along no, he with he was. It. How many batting titles did he win? Handful? Uh, three, did I believe, three? Okay. as a catcher. Three as a catcher. MVP season when... Yep. yep. Was that the final year of the Metrodome? How many home runs he had to left center field going the opposite way? Just scraped over the fence with that beautiful inside-out swing and going the other way with the ball. Watched, I don't know, how many games, thousand games of his career. Mm -hmm. Hall of Fame, yes. First ballot, didn't think we would be here. But when you dig in, you look at other catching prospects that have been in, the numbers definitely measure up. And obviously the impact position that he was and how good of a defender uh, he was. Adrian Beltre is going to get in without a doubt. And perhaps the highest for a third baseman? I saw that on an article at ESPN, and that one, another one that's, really? 
Andrew Belichick is really good. You look yeah, at the numbers. Yeah. Nearly 500 home runs. Right. Uh, over 3,000 hits. He's he got all those check marks. He's not Mike Schmidt. He's not Brooks Robinson. Chipper Jones. You're not Chipper Jones. George Brett. You're not Nolan Arnato, and he'll have his opportunity yeah. at, at one point, you would think. Yeah, yeah, it's fair. In the end, though, outside of kind of the outliers, do we really remember the percentages for guys and when they get in? No. You know, we got the unanimous no. Hall of Famer. Yeah. Bert Blylevin got in by the skin of his teeth. Took yeah. forever. Took forever. But you know what? He's got his bust in Cooperstown. Yes. And that's ultimately what uh-huh. this is. It's sometimes we're arguing just for argument's sake yeah. when you kind of get into these conversations, which is okay. I mean, that's what it's about here Absolutely. on Sports Talk Radio. But A-Rod's still on the ballot. Not even close. Not going to get in. Manny. Not going to get in. Not even close. You know, it's time. I think it is. I, I think I, the, the entire era for crying out loud. Pitchers were on the juice. Clements. Clements, yeah, a bunch of them. Todd Helton might get in. There's another one. Todd Helton's paid his dues. He's now on the precipice of getting in. And we've had guys that have been caught up in it that have gotten in. Who gets in first, Barry Bonds or A-Rod? I think Barry Bonds because I think Alex Rodriguez because I think he's kind of whitewashed a lot of people's opinion of him, and I think Barry Bonds, yeah, 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 Mm -hmm. Um, and Barry uh, and owns the Timberwolves or portion of them, and and Barry Bonds was hated by the writers, (laughs) yes, hated by the writers. A Rod would give you a soundbite, Bonds would tell you to go to hell, Mm -hmm. right? And sadly. This is their opportunity for a lot of these guys, or gals, I think mostly guys, to get even Yep, for being slighted, for not getting that answer in the locker room back in 1983. Still hanging with you. Hour 2, next, Miller and Condon, 106.3, KX and O.